0: Guys, it's Kareen. Thanks for tuning in this week. I'm recording once again from my bed. I'm just feeling a little tired, and um, the heaviness has kind of returned to my neck, shoulders, arms, and legs, and so I'm just kind of resting and laying down. And I'm going to be making this recording from my bed. So once again, you know, if you notice any funny sounds or squeaks or shovels um you know please excuse those as i am you know recording content as i feel led to um but also you know wanting to make sure that i take care of myself at the same time so please bear with me today i want to talk a little bit about um my something that i haven't talked about kind of publicly before um, and I don't tend to talk about this even like to a lot of my friends and family because it can be quite contentious um given the way that I was raised and the way that my family um, you know raised me to uh to be and that is my spiritual practice. The reason I feel called to talk about this is because right now I am engaging in um, what I would call, what I would like to call, um, like, healing boot camp, essentially, and really what it is, is me, like, focusing on my healing, and a lot, a big, huge part of that is, um, you know, making drastic lifestyle changes, and included in that a lot of times is, like, a a spiritual component, um, for people who are healing. I'm not saying that that's necessary. Just for me, that just happens to be how this healing is manifesting in a very spiritual way. Um, and so I'd really like to take this time to talk about it because it is a big part of my life. Um, and it, but it's not a part of my life that I talk about too much with a lot of people. Um, and it doesn't really, you would think that it doesn't really have much to do with like health or public health or healing, you know, and those are things that I'm interested in. I really love public health, um, but I, I want to share anyway because it's been a a big part of my healing process and it, it will continue to be. So I'm just going to share a little bit about my spiritual belief system and practice and just like where I come from when I engage fully in you know what it means to heal stay tuned and let's get into it so okay I'll just start from the very beginning um I grew up in a very um I'll call it spiritual house my parents were very religious we were Um, we were, so when I was born, they were members of a, an evil evangelical, they were members of an evangelical branch of, um, church called the church of God, not to be confused with the church of Christ, but the church of God had, um, you know, it was like a evangelical, I guess you could call it Protestant shoot off or a shoot off of like Protestant. I don't know. I am not familiar with like the official uh I guess designation um but it was called the Church of God and there's a lot of Churches of God around. They follow a very specific protocol for how they worship, but I attended this church from birth until about the age of 12 with my parents. Um and so both of my parents were very religious um my mother i would say more religious my father more spiritual but very christian but very christian not to be confused with spiritual as like new age or even spiritual as in like traditional like he was very much like rooted in christianity spiritual christianity so there was a lot of like faith healing, um, you know, where we, we came from the church and the churches that we came from a lot of, um, prophetic messaging, um, even like some speaking in tongues, but this particular branch didn't believe that like everyone could speak in tongues, only special people could speak in tongues. And so there was only special people that were like prophets and only special people could speak in tongues. And, um, so my mom actually, um, when she would, when she would, you know, engage in her practice and her belief system, she believed that only certain people were supposed to speak in tongues and not everybody, not everybody should, that was like her belief. And so she never would engage in kind of that sort of, uh, spiritual behavior when she was, when she was worshiping. So, um, that was kind of like our our thing a lot of shouting we it was a black church, so it was like you know there was a lot of shouting and like um being taken over by the Holy Ghost, a lot of that that was normal, so I was exposed to this, like spiritual things like very early, like it was a very normal part of my life, in addition because my dad was a lot a little a little more open, he would have conversations with me very early on about. About things that you would think that a four-year-old wouldn't know about. Like, he would talk to me about death and heaven and hell and evil and good and um, angels and demons and monsters. Like, these were all, like very real parts of my life of my conversation that I would have at, at home so it it was never like anything that is not of God is of the devil to be absent from the body is to be present with the spirit so like anything that allows you to like leave your body you know and not be not go straight to you know the pearly gates is not of God you know so that was that was how I was raised essentially but then I was also raised to like believe in magical things like my dad would tell me stories of like fairies and mermaids and and like monsters that would come alive at night and like I I was always raised to like question okay like like of course our religion said said magic wasn't real but like I was always like raised to like believe in things that were magical like he would tell me stories of jinn you know and that was like this was like normal normal childhood normal childhood stories, like, would include gin and would include, like, just these magical, fantastical tales of these magical things, and there was never, like, a question of, like, whether they were real or not, of course, they were real, but, like, only certain people saw them, or, like, you know, whatever, and so that was, um, you know, like, how I was raised, um, my, the early part of my childhood, and then we switched churches, and moved to an evangelical a more traditional evangelical church. Um, that was or I would call it non denominational. It was non denominational. So there was no denomination. You just um a lots of different people, very, very diverse church, lots of different ethnicities in this church. Um and, you know, it was kind of like a breath of fresh air. And so that was where I spent, like, my, the church that I spent my teenage years in. And, like, in this church, they believe that everybody has the ability to speak in tongues. And so, like, that was, like, one of the first lessons that they would, like, teach. So it was very, like, mm, excuse me. It was very much a teaching church. And so they had a Bible school attached to it that you could attend. They had, like, Bible study and, like, lessons that you could take um, to, you know, learn about, like, the faith, and to learn about, you know, like, speaking in tongues, and, like, what it means, and the significance of it, and so, like, when I got to that church, I was speaking in tongues at 13, and, you know, um, 13 on, uh, you know, like, speaking in tongues, and, and, you know, like, more, lots of faith healing at this church, too, lots of healing, um, but just, like, the, it was such a breath of fresh air, because people were empowered to kind of, like, take their belief and their worship into their own hands and like it make it and mold it into like how they saw it manifesting in their life um you know it's very it was a very powerful powerful message um coming from a place that was like a bit more stifling so that was kind of like my early like spiritual uh introduction I've also, as like a kid, I've also been very attuned to spiritual things, especially like my dreams. I had very vivid dreams. I had very, um, I had, a, I, I would always have, um, very cyclical, uh, repeating dreams. Um, so where I would get deja vu often because I would be dreaming things so often that in my conscious life, I would have deja vu about like the dreams that I had because, um, you know, I had, like, repeating dreams and, you know, like, very clear, like, symbols that came through since I was, like, a little kid, and I would talk about dreams with my dad, and, like, we'd do dream interpretation. Now, the dream interpretation that, like, my family would do and that my dad would do was very much still rooted in religion, rooted in biblical um, teachings, and, you know, a lot of it was, like, pretty inaccurate, um, I would say, or or just maybe not inaccurate, but just, like, one-sided. So, it was one-sided, but but it was you know it was still like very valuable, and it was still like a uh, a very profound, I guess, like acceptance of things that were spiritual, and that being the case, kind of like paved the way for me to, you know, just have like a an open mind when it came to spiritual things and spiritual discussions, like later on in life. So fast forward to like my mid twenties. Um, I start working at this, um, uh, community center in West Baltimore and the executive director there, um, she was my age and she was Iranian. And so like, there were often times when we would delve into like spiritual conversations at work, which is kind of inappropriate, but it was kind of an inappropriate place. And like, that was like a totally normal thing to happen at this sort of. In this sort of environment, it was very, like, open. The, it was run by a, um, the head, the figurehead of the center at the time was, um, run by, uh, a, a priest, Father Tom, who happened to be a Buddhist. So, like, you know, it was very, like, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very new age, very open spiritually, um, he ran he would each week run have have host and run a um an interfaith mass where people from all walks of life and all religions were welcome to come and like partake. It was really cool. I worked here and at at this place, like, a lot of times we would get on the discussion of dreams and like she had inherited or been taught how to do, like, Persian dream interpretation. And so, like, as like, a big thing in her family. It was passed down in her, in her family. And then, um, it was then in addition to that, like, I guess they, they read tea leaves and stuff. Like, and she would talk about, um, you know, some of the different practices that they would do in her family. Um, you know, also not odd because that kind of stuff, like, spiritual things just didn't seem strange to me, um, the fact that she was Persian, or or Iranian, and a Christian, but, um, but, like, had these spiritual practices that, you know, had been in her family for generations, you know, it wasn't, it was, it didn't seem odd to me. And so it didn't seem odd to like talk about these things with my boss at work. (laughs) And sometimes she would do like dream interpretations for me. And they, I always got like a lot of, uh, calm and clarity from her. Um, but during this time I started experiencing like an influx of very, um, wild dreams that kind of, uh, like escalated to the point where I thought it was like i might be having some like mental health issues i don't know but like i would have these like m- just strong strong moments of deja vu and those like to a point where it like it would be kind of like like stifling like i could feel like i, I would feel like i couldn't breathe breathe because of the like the amount of i guess like familiarity that i was feeling in the moment of uh, that feeling that, oh, this has happened before, and this is about to happen, and this happened, and, like, I could tell you what was going to happen, so it it just, um, it kind of escalated a little while, so that would happen, and I would just, like, kind of chalk it up to, you know, like, whatever, and just, like, keep it moving, but I could tell, like, there was something Something that I hadn't experienced before in, in life, like spiritually happening. And I didn't know, I didn't have the like words for it at the time. So I kind of ignored it. I did start going to, to yoga. Um, I did start going to yoga, um, and doing yoga as not as a spiritual practice, but more as like a a way of like staying fit. I started running, um, you know, and just, like, I had changed my my diet completely, I became a a vegetarian, and I completely stopped eating meat, and, like, and for a while, I was um, uh, completely plant-based, but I would go back and forth between vegetarian and being completely plant-based, yeah, and so that kind of period um, happened, and then I kind of transitioned to becoming a teacher, and it was at this point that, like, teaching kind of consumed in my life I didn't have time for anything else I barely had time to exercise and take care of myself really also during this time um I was experiencing some I would uh, so some discontent with kind of like the biblical teachings um that I was raised with um that like I was having a hard time reconciling reconciling um so you know obviously i was raised in a very uh conservative very conservative home um you know family values was really important and you know i'm reluctant to say that you know my my home that i was raised in was very homophobic um you know and as i grew and learned and you know was you know, exposed to different things, I realized that that kind of value no longer aligned with like who I was as a person and what I believed as a person. And so I, I um, you know, I begin to kind of push back against some of the more traditional beliefs that like my parents would would um, you know, kind of push on me or like, you know, assume that I believe um and and we'd kind of bump heads and have some clashes like in our own like family um you know as a result you know i i started you know just doing my own research and reading and and um learning about different kind of belief systems a lot of just just not in a way that i you know oh, i'm going to change my religion i was just out of curiosity like wikipedia was was now like a big thing or becoming a big thing. and so, like a lot of the information on there was like very accurate. And as a nerd, I spend and still do spend a lot of time just literally reading Wikipedia. Um, you know, it's a wonderful source, and just like perusing the internet uh, about topics that interest me. And so I would go down this rabbit hole of like research on Wikipedia about different like religions and countries and belief systems, just learning, you know, just out of curiosity. And, um, you know, a lot of it seemed when I became a teacher, I really didn't have time to do anything. I didn't have time to like dedicate to any kind of spiritual practice. And I was not interested in really like going to church necessarily because at this point I had, kind of come to terms that, like, church actually just probably wasn't going to be for me, um, and, you know, I, not that I did not like church, like, you know, church is fine, I just, it wasn't, it wasn't what I was looking for, I was looking for something a little bit more, at this point, I thought I was looking for something that was, like, an interfaith center, and, um, you know, or, or something along those lines, Or like maybe the Quakers, I was looking for maybe like a way to, um, you know, join like a friends, like a friends group. I was just looking for something else, a way to commune with like people spiritually, but not necessarily like in a Christian, in a predominantly Christian setting or I don't know. So that was kind of like the next kind of iteration of this and that didn't really work out too well. One, because I was afraid to kind of like take the step and I, two, I didn't have the time. Like, if I wasn't teaching, I was preparing to teach. I was grading papers, you know, and the, or I was like binging out on Netflix because I was trying to kind of completely zone out so that my brain could just like have a break. still getting into clashes with like different family members over like what I believed or what I didn't believe and what I thought was aligned with my belief system and what i thought you know didn't really didn't really work for me and that that kind of remained in that like cycle of like wanting to do something but being too afraid you know because a lot of the although i was raised in a home that had respect for spiritual things there was a lot of fear also associated with that um respect so you, well, there was only respect for certain things, like, there's never going to be respect for, like, communing with ancestors, that's demonic, or there's never going to be respect for, you know, like, Ouija boards, although, like, I think Ouija boards, I do think that Ouija boards, like, or are, are not to be used, like, are not things that people should be, like, using, I have no desire to ever, like, play with a Ouija board, um, or, like, tarot, tarot was always was like evil was demonic we weren't even allowed to have like cards playing cards in our house we we were only allowed uno and goldfish until at least until I was like 10 years old that kind of continued I still would have like super intense dreams that I would like write down with like heavy 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 symbolism and then um, after I got pregnant and had my son and had to stop working, that was when things really amped up because now I had only time on my hands and I was going through a super, super emotional time. Um, and it things just amped up. I had dreams upon dreams upon dreams. I had visions, you know, and I, uh again, just like attributed it to like m- m- being pregnant hormones and just like everything being um you know just like supercharged up um but um it could it just continued to escalate the dream dreams continue to escalate, and like it got to the point where it just like wasn't even like alarming anymore it was just like this is life is this, this is my life now um you know, and, and just, like, visions, and, like, things would be, like, downloaded to me, and I just, like, had no idea where they came from, I would just write it down, write it down, and so then, like, this idea of the mama struggle came, and I wrote down, like, a bunch of stuff for it, and, like, just content, lots and lots and lots of, like, writing and content and stuff, I have so much stuff, um, you know, came to me, but, and, and so then, like, I had my son, and, like, it just, it didn't stop and continued all the way through to now. Um, so I would say this was, like, kind of, like, a, my third phase or my third iteration of, like, spirituality. Um, and this time, I, I did research this time, way more research. So I listened to a lot, a lot, a lot of podcasts and did a lot of research and, like, bought books and, like, on this, on these different, like, spiritual topics, and that was, it wasn't until I, um, started, like, listening to podcasts and reading books and stuff and reading, um, and, like, uh, listening to audiobooks on YouTube that I really started to, uh, gain the, the words and the language to be able to articulate, like, what it is that I was, what it was that I was experiencing and am experiencing, as well as how I choose to, like, believe, um, in, in, and engage in the spiritual. So, um, last December, so December, 2021, um, I started reading a book called Deep Liberation by Langston Kahn. And Langston, um, is a, a shaman, um, and he follows the teachings of a, a woman called Christina Pratt. And, um what they believe or that you know I'm not gonna say like what they believe I don't wanna get it wrong, but like essentially, Christina um had like a a shamanic uh dark night of the soul kind of thing where she was like initiated and like came up with like like these spiritual practices to kind of like get her through that period, and so she survived, and like she turned that experience into, like, a practice, and it is a shamanic practice, and as a result, like, has had, has, like, followers and people who follow her, her, um, her, I guess, her practices, and they, they work for her, and they allow the people to, like, engage in their in their spiritual practice and engage in their work, in their spiritual work in this world, in a way that I find very beautiful. And so, I, um, in my process of healing, have, you know, am in, am calling in that same, I guess, spiritual energy of being able to use spiritual shamanic ritual and and tools to like heal myself and get me through this period so that I can you know like fulfill my purpose on this earth um I believe in God I also you know believe in the teachings of Jesus I just believe in more than just God and Jesus and and spirit I believe like there's more and I acknowledge those pieces as I guess you could what I call spiritual technology that allow me to um show up in the world in a way that makes sense for my healing and makes sense for the fulfillment of my purpose. So when I so I I do ancestor divination, and I, you know, commune with my ancestors. I just started, so, like, I'm a, I'm a new communer, I guess, um, but, like, what was revealed to me is that, like, ancestral technology exists in everyone, whether we have the connection to our ancestry or not, and as a person who has access to that ancestry by blood, we also have access to all the spiritual ancestries that we have, um attached to our lifetime so i believe that people experience multiple lifetimes or we experience multiple lifetimes sort of like in rein- reincarnation and in those lifetimes we can show up as different things beings entities humans whatever and we have whatever the like ancestry attached to that those particular lifetimes and so we can we can access those and that allows us access to like all of the all the ancestral technology available like we have access to it all starting with our own as like the most powerful being attached to us by blood and then going from there and so like I believe that my kind of job in life, I guess, or my spiritual job is to like, be able to access these technologies so that like, I can help people and help people access their own technologies so that they can like live their best lives and be their best and highest selves. So I, I believe that people have multiple lifetimes. I believe that people ascend and when they ascend that that's when they, you know, go back with like the ancestors. To go back with the ancestors or, you know, with, um, the other, other in this sp- back to the spirit realm. I also believe that like children are not necessarily the reincarnation of like their ancestors, but they reincarnate based on like with, with like the embodiment or the characteristics of some ancestors, uh, of a given ancestor. And it's our job to like make them see that as their gift in addition and like open their eyes to their own spiritual technologies i pray i pray to god i pray to the universe i pray to mother mother nature um i also believe that we have spirit helpers and some of those spirit helpers are like people guides animals like spe- like not spirit animals necessarily because that's an indigenous term and I don't want to like appropriate that but there are helpers in the form of animals that provide um spiritual medicine to us and I I believe that you know different people have different ones um and I I do have quite a few animal helpers I believe in the medicine of plants and of of food and manipulating and using plants and food to, um, to heal your body and to heal your mind and your spirit and to help with like spiritual, spiritual, uh, engagement. My experiences are informed by the book, Deep Liberation by Langston Kahn. I also read, um, have been reading a lot of Maladome Patrisome. Which is who was an African shaman who um, spoke about his experiences being kidnapped from his village at the age of four and then like returning to his village and going and being initiated into rites of shamanism uh, as a, as a uh, 20 year old. I also read um, and consume a lot of content by Erica Buenflor a a curandera curandera and shaman um of the of the Mayan I guess tradition um and so I read a lot of her stuff a lot of the kind of shamanic belief systems that kind of view na- nature as sacred I'm still working on my relationship with nature um and the sacred and the divinity of nature but you know that's that's kind of like where my spirituality is leading me, um, these days. And so like, it's been an important and an, a huge part of my healing process and it will continue to be. And so I just wanted to touch base on that because I know, and it's super woo woo. Like I I get it. It's woo woo, but like it's, that's, this is what's helping me. And, um, you know, this in concert with, you know, changing my nutrition and, you know, a lot of other things, um, decreasing stress but like this is a huge part of it I do I meditate every day um, multiple times a day and I pray every day multiple times a day I have a, um, a gospel music playlist that I listen to to kind of like get me in my feels um, I, I listen to like yeah I do, do a lot of deep relaxation deep uh, yoga yoga nidra practices for relaxation and rest um and just like resetting the nervous system that's kind of where I am right now with like my spiritual practices it's um it's been interesting I won't say it's been difficult trying to incorporate and do all these things as somebody who is having some mobility challenges right now um so you know a lot of times I have to like ask for help with like smudging and like lighting candles and stuff But I have an altar, um, and I am in the process of actually creating another, uh, separate altar, um, that's dedicated specifically to like healing and and wellness and regeneration and just, um, the, the idea that my body is sacred and my body is divine and, you know, respecting and engaging in spiritual practices around that. In addition, I have, like, my other altar, and then I have an ancestor altar um, that I'm going to be installing and setting up very soon, um, just to, you know, like, help me in this process. Um, I felt called and led to do these things. Um, I have not shared it at all outwardly with my family. I'm sure that (laughs) after upon listening to this episode, many people in my family will have a lot to say, um, to me about this choice, or maybe they won't say anything at all to me, they'll just stop stop talking to me, I don't know, but all I know is that this is what feels good and right for, for me at this time, um, as I'm working to heal my body, um, and working to live a more aligned life, more aligned with like purpose and figuring out what that looks like for me and for my family and how that is going to be manifest in, in my life and community as I move forward with this. Um, but yeah, I thank you for, you know, stopping in and listening to me ramble about my, um, my spiritual practices and, you know, hopefully there'll be some space and time later on in future episodes where I can talk about this more I know that um, a lot of sciencey people aren't really into the woo-woo or the spiritual and uh, you know if you stopped in and listened I respect that and um, you know I thank you for your time today I'll talk to you soon bye